0: Hi everyone and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. I'm Anthony Giuliano and our guest this week is Ashley Pino with the United Way of Allen County. Ashley, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Well, Ashley, I understand you are originally from a little bit north of Fort Wayne, the area north of Traverse City, and you worked in Traverse City for a while. Is that home? And if so, what's home like?
1: Yes, that would be home for me. Um, I grew up in a town called Northport, very small. Um, Actually, whenever I tell anybody this, they do laugh or get surprised. I graduated from high school in a class of six. Wow. Yep. So
0: where did you finish among those six? Did they have class rankings?
1: <laughs> so we did have class rankings, except we were all pretty much tied.
0: All right. Okay, good, good. That's fair and equitable. I would have been number six or maybe even number seven in that <laughs> class if I had been in high school in a class of six. Wow. Okay, so small town.
1: Yes, small town. Um, it's very close knit and everybody knows everything. Okay. Sounds like it. Yeah. Uh through high school though, it was great because you get all that one on one time. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in some classes where I was the only person, so
0: Wow. Okay. (laughs) That's really small. I don't think I've ever heard of a school that small. (laughs) Yeah. Great. And you worked in Traverse City for a while, correct?
1: Yes, yep. So I did work at a hotel park place downtown.
0: Okay. And I actually stayed there once. It's strange that Traverse City, being as much of a destination as it is, doesn't have a ton of hotels.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, So right downtown, probably a mile or two long, that's pretty much where all the hotels are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I worked at Park Place, so that was the oldest hotel. And I actually got in there right around the time they were renovating. Okay.
0: All right. Well, great. Well, my research for these podcasts consists of a very in-depth, about two minutes of looking at your LinkedIn profile, (laughs) so I saw your background was in hospitality and tourism, looks like you studied that and did some jobs in that area, is that correct?
1: Yeah, so I actually went to Grand Valley um, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Hospitality and Tourism Management.
0: Okay, all right, great. Well, On this show, we talk generally about three things, your career path, the organization you work for, and then some of the projects that are taking up your time, either keeping you up at night. Or that you're excited about, or both keeping you up at night and that you're excited about. So we'll dive into that and then we do a sort of a speed round where we recap some of those uh, major points. But we'll start with your career path. We've already done some of that. But tell me, if you don't mind, how did you get from a class of six people, graduating class of six people, to hospitality and tourism, what was appealing about that? Why did you choose that field? And then how did you get into the nonprofit world? So start wherever you'd like.
1: Yeah. So I think being from a small town, um, hospitality is already a major thing among everyone that, um, lives there and restaurants are huge. I mean, small towns, you need every person every day, every night in order to kind of stay afloat. So, through high school, um, my first jobs were obviously restaurant, and then when I actually went to college, I thought I was going to be an elementary teacher.
0: Uh-huh. okay.
1: So once I was there, I kind of took a few classes and realized, yeah, this is not for me. Uh, so I went to just one of the career fairs mm-hmm. to kind of figure out what my next path is gonna be. I knew that I loved Grand Valley and wanted to stay there, mm-hmm. wanted to do something. And that's when I came across hospitality and tourism management. So I took the first intro class, it was great. I loved the curriculum because you have to complete over a thousand hours of internship time. So I knew going through that, I was gonna figure out what I wanted to do. And that's when I came across event management. Um, So I kind of had a little bit of marketing with that then, but through that you have to take marketing classes. So I um, kind of got a little further into it, probably about a year, and that's when I had my first marketing classes in it. And my professors always told me, Ashley, you're gonna be in sales management for hotels. That's what's gonna happen, I can already see it. And I told them multiple times, definitely not happening. (laughs) So when I graduated, of course, what did I do? I took a job in sales management for hotels. but my boss was really flexible and understood that I was interested in the marketing side of things. So she let me, you know, look into the website stuff for Park Place, um, look into social media, and I found when I was doing that that I wasn't really passionate about the sales side of things. Mm-hmm. When I was doing my job every single day, it was the marketing piece. Um, so we had some family down in Fort Wayne, and we were like maybe we should move. So that's when I decided that I wanted to look into some marketing jobs down here. And I had always volunteered ever since I was younger. So when I was at Grand Valley, I was able to intern with a nonprofit. And I kind of decided then like eventually, when I find the job that I wanna be doing, I wanna be in nonprofits. So came across the United Way job posting and a few weeks later I got the call that they wanted to interview me. And the process moved pretty fast from there. I had about two weeks at home in Traverse City and then we moved down here and a few days later I started with the United Way. Um, and then we actually got a CEO, Matthew Perkey, who promoted me uh, to Director of Marketing Communications for United Way. So.
0: Okay, so did you know anyone at United Way when you were applying for the job, or was everyone, you know, brand new to you?
1: Everyone was brand new. I really didn't know anyone in Fort Wayne, honestly.
0: All right, so you'd never spent much time in Fort Wayne at all. all right, so quick digression. Why why Fort Wayne? Why were you looking here? Because you had family close by, or were there other reasons?
1: Yep, so mostly just family. Um, I'm really close to my sister. She lives in Illinois, so still a few hours away, but uh, it was just... A place that we wanted to move to. We knew we wanted to kind of get out of Michigan. We'd been there our whole lives. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. All right. So you mentioned, you know, you identified pretty early on a passion for nonprofits. What, where does that come from? And it might sound like an obvious question, but when did you have that realization? And how did that, you know, come to be? What, what were some of those early impressions of what it meant to be a volunteer and what it might be like to work for a nonprofit?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I think that nonprofit work is obviously you care a lot about other people. Um, In growing up, it was me and my mom and then my two younger brothers. And so I feel like it kind of probably stemmed from there, having to help take care of my younger brothers. And then through high school, I was involved in everything, being a small town and small school. So I had a lot of opportunities through being involved with everything. And once I got to college, I kind of realized also I was missing that piece because I wasn't very connected in Grand Rapids either. I didn't really know anyone when I decided to go to college there. So I felt like I was missing out on that volunteer aspect that I had back home. And that's when I found the internship actually with Susan G. Komen when I was in college.
0: Mm -hmm. All right, great. Well, let's talk a little bit about United Way. I know enough to be kind of dangerous because I served on the United Way of Allen County Board a long time ago, and of course, Asher works with your organization, thanks for that, so we know Mm -hmm. a little bit about each other that way. But tell me from your perspective, what's United Way all about, what are some of the misconceptions that you'd like to correct about United Way, and ultimately, what's the mission of the organization, why does it exist, and how does your work fit into all that? I know that's about 16 questions (laughs) at once, so let's start with just a general overview of the United Way of Allen County.
1: Yeah, definitely, I think, you just said it right there, a lot of people, really don't know what United Way does. They hear United Way, but maybe don't know exactly what we do. So why we exist is to boldly impact critical community issues. So that pretty much just means we don't want to tiptoe around what's happening in our community. We want a seat at the table. We want to figure out solutions. Um, So pretty much the conceptions, I would say in the past, it's always we have a list of funded partners typically probably the same funded partners that it's been for years. And now we're looking at turning those rocks over and trying to figure out how we can actually make an impact in the community. So what we've been up to is having community conversations. We've been having donor-centered conversations, finding any piece of data we really can find. And then we have put together a strategic planning task force with volunteers in the community, um, a lot of influential people. And pretty much, we'll be bringing all that data to them for them to kind of sift through and figure out what our priorities should be. We, as staff, don't want to go out there and tell the community, these are the priorities that you should be focusing on. These are the challenges we might not know. So hearing directly from the community is what we're trying to do right now.
0: All right. So historically, the model was to provide funding for organizations that we're doing good work in the community to help enable their missions. Has, has that changed? Is that still one of the primary focuses, or is that no longer where where the focus is for United Way?
1: So that hasn't changed. That's still a focus, of course, but we do want to look at being more of a collective impact, community impact organization. Um, looking at those priorities, whether it's one word, a few words, we just want to nail down a few priorities in our community that, the residents are actually facing, we don't wanna be the ones to tell them, you're having healthcare issues when that might not be the problem for the community.
0: Sure, so I'm gonna ask you a difficult question, but my suspicion is it's a question that you and your organization answer all the time. I know there's some people who tend to think, well, why don't I just give directly to those organizations instead of giving through United Way of Allen County? What do you think is the benefit of having United Way of Allen County in the mix, having it be a convener of those gifts?
1: Yeah, exactly, so that is one thing that always gets brought up, and United Way of Allen County We look at all the data, we talk to the community, we're going directly to the people to find out what exactly are the challenges, what are the aspirations. And we feel like as an organization, we're a great collaborator, we bring as many people to the table as we can to figure out what the best use of dollars is that's going to actually impact our community.
0: All right, so prioritizing um, based on the need and helping people make sure their dollars go to those priorities. It sounds like
1: exactly, yep. All
0: right, great. Well, let's talk about the organization itself. Um, one of the reasons we call this the Asher Marketing Podcast is one of our audiences is uh, you know those who are in marketing professions, and it's I've been told it's interesting for them to hear how other organizations function, what their challenges are, what some of their strengths are. So tell me a little bit about the organization as a whole and then talk about your team. Now, your team may be just you or it could be others, but what's the structure, how many people roughly, and how do you fit into that, and who else is on your team?
1: Yeah, of course. So we have a small staff. It's about 15 people, but you'll see that across the board and nonprofits typically. So um, we have our leadership team, which is resource development, um, community impact, finance, and then Matthew as our president and CEO. And then under that, we have volunteer manager, we have a data manager, um, myself, we have operations director, we also have um, a Toqueville, which is a major giving manager, and then we have campaign managers as well.
0: Okay, so a lot of stuff on the fundraising side. So your team, the team you work with, obviously you intersect with everyone in the organization in, a, in an organization that's small, but is it just you in marketing? Do you have other folks working alongside you and how does all that come together?
1: Yeah, so I am on the resource development team, uh-huh. but yeah. I do work obviously very closely with all the teams and that's what's great about it. But I am the only marketing person, however, there's a lot of people that step in to help, so it's
0: been really great. All right. So, you know, some of the things United Way, at least locally, and I think this is true nationally, has been known for things like Day of Caring, uh, the annual campaign, which is a big focus. Do, Do those events still occur or how have they changed, you know, in recent years?
1: Yeah, so those events do still occur. We have Day of Caring every single year in August, and then we do have annual campaign. We are working on making sure that United Way just isn't there a few months out of the year asking for... A donation. We'd like to be year round with anyone that we're working with, giving you volunteer opportunities, event opportunities, ways to advocate for your community, and then, of course, donate as well.
0: Okay. So, you know, the last year has been a challenge for everyone. How has it affected United Way? You know, with there being some real basic needs that people have certainly more so in most cases than a couple of years ago and with the impact of the pandemic being you know healthcare issues with you know the the civil unrest we've seen and and the you know contentiousness on on the political end of things a lot of challenges out there how has that impacted united way over the course of last year
1: yeah of course so previously in the past we may not have been great at pivoting but What was wonderful about this is, when we went into our first stay at home order pretty much exactly a year ago, uh, quickly within just a few days, we were able to create an emergency relief fund, which to date is about $3.5 million that was raised. Oh wow.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's pretty great. That's some quick work there, that's great. All right. Well, let's talk about some of the projects that are consuming most of your time. Uh, You know, it's some of it is seasonality, of course, but what are the things that are most on your mind to the extent that you're comfortable sharing some of that stuff? But what are the projects that are taking up most of your time, most of your energy? What about them is exciting? What about them makes you anxious? And what do you want people to know about the work you're doing right now?
1: Yeah, of course. So a big one, and my staff, if they listen to this, they'll already know what's coming, but Over the Edge. So, uh-huh. Aha!
0: Yeah. I think I know a little <laughs> bit about what this is, but I want to hear it from you.
1: Yeah, so it is an event. Um, Over the Edge is a company that puts these events on mm-hmm. all throughout the world, honestly, and they came to us and asked if we wanted to put this event on. Uh, we looked at it, we did decide that we wanted to give it a try. It's not something that United Way of Allen County typically did in the past. So um, that's kind of what we're all about lately is figuring out how we can be a little different. So over the edge is a repelling event. Um, so we are looking to launch what the name of the building is in the next couple days. Okay.
0: So it's known, but you can't yet say.
1: Yes. All right. Yep. We
0: know it's probably a tall building.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. Yep. It is located in downtown Fort Wayne. Um, and we're looking to get about 92 repellers. Right. So, um, and sign up is open for you to be able to repel in pretty much it is a crowdfunding event. So you would sign up and then you would raise the minimum is $1,000 to be able to go over the edge. Um, So with that, the initiative is actually brand new to United Way of Allen County. However, it is a best practice over other United Ways, specifically United Way of Central Louisiana has done this and we have talked to them about it, but the initiative is strong neighborhoods.
0: Okay. All right. So for those of you who aren't aware of what repelling is. I know because it's something that simultaneously fascinates and terrifies me as someone who is terrified of heights. But I'm the type of person who's afraid of heights and I do things to try to cure myself of that and it doesn't work. Like skydiving, which I've done, and uh, zip lining, which I've done, and I'm still terrified of heights and probably always will be. So rappelling, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ashley, is when you're on the roof of a tall building, you rappel down the side of it with ropes and safety harnesses and all these other things, but you're still kind of... Hanging in midair with your feet against the building, working your way down, I would either be really terrible at it and never get off the edge of the building, or I would be the fastest person to rappel down because I would want to get on solid footing. So, have I represented that well enough?
1: Yes, and you know what? I'm the same exact way. I would never do it. And when we decided to um, do this event, I said, perfect. You will not catch me up there. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, yeah, if you have someone who will push the person gently off the edge, then maybe I could be talked into doing it. But otherwise, there's probably no way I'm going to go down the side of the
1: building. Same. And you know what? Just so everyone's aware, it is not the United Way staff that is helping you over the edge. It will be professional over-the-edge techs. Okay. So, so
0: you're not the person who's actually ensuring people's safety, which, right. no offense, but that's probably good for everyone.
1: Very good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Quick anecdote. This is how afraid of heights I am. I was in Disney World with my son when he was very young and they had like the entry-level roller coaster that maybe got 15 feet off the ground at most. And when I got off that ride with my son, one of my sisters said, that was so funny, you looked genuinely terrified. I said, it wasn't funny. I was genuinely terrified. <laughs> so not a good candidate for that event. But it sounds like a great event. Sounds like a good opportunity to raise some money and for people to do something that they probably legally would not have the opportunity to <laughs> exactly, do otherwise. Yeah. All right. So over the edge and can you share the date or is that not yet yep, something so you can share? The date would be May
1: 6th and 7th. So it is coming up pretty All right. fast. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, okay.
1: yeah. So it is really exciting. We have a a lot of people that we've been working with in strong neighborhoods, brand new initiative, but it's great. Um, Pretty much with that, we are talking to local neighborhoods and we wanna identify once again, what are priorities to them? What are the challenges they're facing? We may not know, know what this neighborhood is facing and it could be different than a neighborhood on the other side of town. So just going and figuring out what they truly need and then helping them alongside them figure out those resources and how we can get solutions.
0: And who from the neighborhoods, who's representing the neighborhoods? In other words, how are you having those conversations? Is it with the heads of you know neighborhood organizations, how are those conversations happening?
1: Yeah, so it has been the heads of neighborhood like associations, sure. organizations.
0: So. Great, okay. All right, so you've got that project. What else is on your mind? What are some of the other big things you're working on?
1: Yeah, I think just day to day um, in knowing that we are looking at solidifying these priorities coming up in a few months and figuring out how we're going to message that out to the community that our focus is on these priorities. We've been in a strategic plan for the past three years, so this would be the start of our new strategic plan.
0: Okay. All right, so as far as how you spend your time ashley you 're doing social media on behalf of the organization you 're probably i would assume you 're doing either some design or directing the design work you 're doing PR i I mentioned this because early in my career, one of the best experiences I had was working for what was then a small organization, and I had to do about 19 different things. So you got a lot of different experience. What are some of the other things you spend your time on? And what are some of the biggest challenges in that?
1: Yeah, definitely. So that is exactly how it is um, at United Way of Allen County. I love it, though. It's been great. Um, Like you said, especially coming back from a hospitality background, I didn't find exactly what I wanted in marketing. And now being able to do everything, it's been awesome. But Like you said, I run the social media accounts, I do um, email marketing, work on the design aspect of things, um, public relations. And then Asher actually works with me on advertising and that's been a wonderful relationship. So I'm thankful for that. But some of the challenges probably I'd like to focus on being able to analyze the data a little more, making sure that we are in front of the people that we want to be in front of. We are targeting our messaging so that they can see the information they want to see and just being able to look at reports a little more. and I still make time for that, but it does get a little difficult when you're looking at the whole list of things that you need to get done.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things that's important, but it's easy to put off because there's no deadline as opposed to the other work that has to go out the door on a certain day. So Mm -hmm. I feel your pain there. I don't have any good solution, but that's the problem a lot of us deal with. All right, well, let's shift to the uh, speed round of the program, so to speak, and we're going to ask similar questions, but. Looking for you know just your quick off the cuff answer, uh, little nuggets that uh, maybe help synthesize some of what we talked about. So you've had an interesting career path in that you've changed majors, you changed fields, you changed cities. What have you learned in all that? What's your best advice for someone who is maybe just getting into a career or considering a career change? What's some of the things you've learned? What's the best piece of advice you'd share?
1: Yeah, I would say being able to adapt is a huge part of it. And I think just in marketing roles in general, things are changing so fast. Um, Adding TikTok and Snapchat, all these different types of platforms always changing, having to change your campaign every year, or if a pandemic happens and needing to change and drop everything. So just being adaptable, and always keep learning, I think, is a huge thing. I try to carve out some time every week to make sure I'm looking at website trends, social media trends, things like that.
0: So, Quick sidebar, is there anything you've found to be a reliable source of good information? Because I know marketers are always looking for Good, reliable sources where they can stay on top of all the changes that are happening. Is there anything that you've found that fits that description?
1: Uh, maybe not really found, but I mean, just a simple Google search. But I will say just a program that we've been using a lot lately is Microsoft Teams. And if someone's not on it yet, it is incredible. And there's so much you can do with it. All the apps that you can add in. Mm-hmm. Um it's really been great.
0: We actually just switched to Microsoft Teams, and I'll disclaim this is not an endorsement of Microsoft Teams. Um, but- We changed to it, and and I'm a newbie with Microsoft Teams. So, what's one of your favorite things that you found that I probably haven't yet found? Anything specific?
1: Yeah, so we actually um, have started this strategic process where we are putting tasks in. So, we each kind of have our own tasks that we need to get done to push the organization forward. And you can build that out in a tasks tab, Um, you can attach documents to it, all that. And it's all in one place. When you complete it, it goes to the bottom. So, it's like you checked off the list. It feels good. Uh, but also you can add your own tabs in. You can connect a bunch of apps to it, SurveyMonkey, Trello,
0: a bunch of different things. Okay. Well that's great. Well I'll have to check that out. I, I have about I have a knowledge of about point 0.1% of what teams can do. Have you used together mode yet? Uh, do you know what together mode is? Yes. So it's this goofy thing where Instead of seeing everyone on a video conference in separate squares, you can put them like in an auditorium or I think other settings and their floating heads are out there and it's it's kind of cool because you can see everyone at once, but you know, it's also fun in a way to manipulate your coworkers about them knowing you're manipulating exactly. them. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, it
1: is fun. They don't know that you're doing it, but if someone else is on there at the same time as you, they can see your name pop up saying that you switched the screen. So That's right. it is pretty funny.
0: I made that mistake when I was just messing around with it. And I was like, "Let's change the background." I was like, "Oh no, everyone can see that." <laughs> so, all right. So the, so adaptability is the key and being open to new tools and then learning how to use that. Mm -hmm. Second question, and I'm sure this is something you deal with all the time as one of the voices of the organization, but a lot of misconceptions out there about United Way, a lot of people who first were introduced to United Way decades ago. If you could sum up what the United Way is all about in a phrase, what would you say to someone if they asked you, you know, explain the United Way to me and why it matters?
1: Yeah, so I would just go back to saying what I said previously, that we are here to boldly impact critical community issues. And with that just so everyone knows, we are definitely very focused on being transparent moving forward. Whether it's something that a lot of organizations might not want to say, we are going to say it. We're going to be transparent about what we're finding um, and not sugarcoat anything.
0: All right. Well, I'm sure that that can be both very rewarding and very challenging, yeah. depending on the topic. All right. Well, the last question I ask, and Ashley, you may have a unique perspective on this one, given the fact you work for a nonprofit that's impacting people directly. But one of the things that we like to talk about is just resilience and what marketers have learned during the past year about things like adaptability and about staying optimistic in times when, you know, the the situation It getting better or seems to be, I hope I didn't jinx everyone by saying that, but things are getting better. But there's still a lot of people out there who have either, you know, had illnesses or lost jobs or they've seen their budgets cut or, you know, all three of those things in some cases. What's your best advice for sort of keeping an optimistic viewpoint and staying resilient during what are very difficult times?
1: Yeah, for sure. Once again, just being able to pivot because, I mean, we kind of just threw our strategic plan out of the way and we were focused on this emergency relief fund, figuring out how we can best help our community during this crazy time. Um, But also, I feel like just from my position, one thing I've learned is you find something, it may be shocking, but you have to move on and you just have to move forward with it. Don't look back at whatever happened look at the future and just figure out the next steps you have to take and then just go forward.
0: Yeah, certainly you can't control what happens but you can control your response to it.
1: Exactly, and that's a huge thing in marketing, how you're going to respond to something.
0: Yep, because every day it's something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have one last selfish question for you. I'm planning to go to Traverse City next, this summer. Uh, What's the one non-obvious thing you would recommend that someone do? I've been there before but I've only been there a couple times. Where should I go what should I see, what should I do that maybe I wouldn't think of on my own?
1: Yeah, so there's actually a place called Pyramid Point, and hopefully you haven't been there yet, but- I've never even heard of it. Yeah, so it is, it's a hike. It's not a very bad hike at all, um, but when you get to the top, you can look over and you'll see the whole entire lake and it's sand dunes going down. You can go down there if you want. It will be hard to get back up.
0: All right, well, I wouldn't rappel down it, but I can walk down. (laughs) All right, good, okay. Um, So where is that-ish?
1: Yeah, so Sleeping Bear Dunes kind of area, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. um, it's another one of those paths. So. All
0: right, great. So if this, this may be no help to our listeners, but if you're going to Traverse City, appar- apparently Pyramid Point is the place to go. All right, Ashley, well, thanks for joining us. If people want information about Over the Edge, I would assume they go to your website and that website address is?
1: Yep, unitedwayallencounty.org. And if you're going to Over the Edge, you can do slash Over the Edge. All
0: right, well, I can guarantee you won't see me rappelling down the building. But if any of you are interested, please visit that website and support this great organization doing important work in the Fort Wayne community well Ashley thank you so much thanks for joining us and thanks to all of you who took time to listen we hope you'll join us again next time and enjoy the rest of your week thank
1: you